Support for WXAV is being provided by Bookies, an independent bookstore located at 10324 Southwestern Avenue in Chicago. Bookies has large inventory of new and used books for both adults and children across many genres. Bookies places orders daily for books not currently in stock. For more information and upcoming events, please visit their website at bookiesbookstores.com. You can also follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Support for WXAV 88.3 FM is being provided by Mozart Immersive, the soul of a genius. With music conducted by Mikhail Baryshnikov, this premier production uses AI technology woven around Mozart's music to create an immersive journey. Taking place at the Lighthouse Art Space in Chicago. For more information, please visit mozartimmersive.com. That's mozartimmersive.com. This podcast is being brought to you by WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. WXAV, bringing the best podcasts to you. What's going on, everybody? We are at the last day of camp, and we are all having a big podcast together. I am your host, Connor Morell, and with me is... Diane. Henry. Jocelyn. Patrick. And then our leader... Pete. It's good to have Pete on one of these, finally. Uh, well, thank you. That's kind of you. <laughs> uh, I just want to go over uh, what the camp was and how we did all of this that you guys have been listening to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Uh, first, I just want you guys to say like what your hobbies are, favorite foods, biggest fears. So, uh, Diane, I'll start with you. Uh, one of my biggest hobbies that I like to do is either uh, drawing or uh, I like to uh, play the game, you know? Mm-hmm. So is that why you did the uh, art evolution one? Yes, yes, yes. Nice, I was nice, getting nice. into it. Nice. Uh, Henry, how about you? Um, Henry, obviously, uh, one of my biggest hobbies is just playing baseball. That's my favorite sport. Um, yeah, favorite food, just pasta, and uh, biggest fear is probably heights. And. Uh, I don't think you said yeah. your uh, favorite foods and uh, biggest fears, Dio. What's that? Uh, I would say one of my favorite foods is probably like pizza. Pizza? I'm, I'm glad we're solid, having that today. Solid choice. And then, solid um, choice. One of the, my biggest fears is probably like drowning or something like that. Drowning. That is, that's up there for me. Jocelyn, what's up with you? Um, Well, probably one of my favorite things to do would be painting, Um, even though I don't do it as much. And then it was favorite food and fear, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my favorite food would probably be um, a lot of Mexican food, definitely. Nice. Like, um, just in general. And then my biggest fear is dogs. Dogs? <laughs> I hate dogs. How could you hate something so cute, though? <laughs> because one bit me, and I have trauma now. Uh, all right, I guess that's a good answer. Okay. All right, Patrick, your turn. Let's hear it. Uh, hey, Connor. So uh, my biggest fear, uh, I have two big fears. Uh, today, uh, uh, we have birds flying in our house. And I'm very terrified of birds. Birds? Uh, yeah, birds. And the, the wings, uh, the claws, I don't, I don't like those. Um, oh, yeah. my. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, and then uh, loneliness is my uh, second biggest fear. Well, that's a deep one, yeah. yeah. I thought that's everyone's fear. Yeah. Let's hear from Peter. Well, actually, don't we want to hear Patrick's uh, favorite food oh, yeah. real quick? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, chicken tenders are uh, my my favorite food. Um, my favorite hobby. Um, 
have a couple. So I I do I watch a lot of sports uh, at home with with my with my uh, dad. Um, I'm not gonna say the other one, but uh, it's it, uh, pretty much like uh, watching this uh, serial killer documentaries because I find it very uh, very interesting. You big into like true crime and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watching uh, true crime documentaries, true yeah. crime stories. Very yeah. popular. Very yeah. popular. Um, okay, so this is Pete coming on here. Um, so hobbies for me, I love reading. Uh, I love collecting vinyl records. Me too. Do you? Um, I, uh, I grow vegetables with my mom, uh, cause I really want to get into like urban gardening and stuff like that. Um, I love playing with my nieces and nephew. Uh, we build a lot of Legos together, which is a blast. Um, my fear. So I have two really big fears. Um, the first one is snakes. Hmm. Terrified of snakes. Yeah. Snakes are just vicious, you know? Yeah, well, they especially, are. Especially in desert. just all around um my fear actually stems from two things one raiders of the lost ark and two when jake the snake roberts let his king cobra attack macho man randy savage in (laughs) wwe in uh, 1991 and i was seven and i was crying behind the couch at my parents house (laughs) um now my second fear it's been told that it's insane but it's a legitimate fear mayonnaise Mayonnaise. I hate mayonnaise. And it all stems from when I was in high school and college, I used to work at a white hen pantry, which was like a fancy 7-Eleven. And I had a five-gallon jug of mayonnaise fall all over me. And it went everywhere. And it went in my shoes. It went in my socks. I was like Carrie at the prom, only covered in mayonnaise. And to this day, when I go grocery shopping whatever side of the aisle that the mayo is on i have to close that eye so if it's on the right side i'll be pushing the cart and i'll close my right eye until i pass the mayo and yes it does go for miracle whip and all the other stuff i can eat it if someone else puts it like on the sandwich for me um but if i have to do it myself no can't do it hate it that is absolutely brutal that is uh i think the next time that's quite the biggest fear man that was a good one I yeah, think. so like it, if you guys ever wanted to defeat me in anything, yeah. just get a snake and cover it in mayo and I'm just no, done. No. I'm <laughs> taking notes. I, 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 I think the next I think the next time that, you know, you have another podcast camp, I'll be here and I'll have a snake and a mayo ready to go. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I'll have a cage, you know, on no. leash. So now we know a little bit about everyone here. No, 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 no. We've all gone, Connor. Now it's your turn. You got to share as well. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, as you know, I'm Connor. Um, I'd like to say my favorite hobbies are watching some sports, playing some guitar, just learning some new stuff. Uh, my favorite foods, I'd have to go with a nice medium well steak. Just love that real juicy meat. Uh, my biggest fear is, uh, I'd have to go raccoons. Raccoons. I hate raccoons. I really do. Wow. Big three, fear of I, raccoons. Three animals. I actually have a, uh, a raccoon uh, story uh, where I was probably 11 years old and we were getting a lot of raccoons in our yard. And um, my dad sent out like the, the, this trap and the well, we caught it. And then my dad woke me up because he wanted me to see the, the just the raccoon. Um, and then he, I went outside and the raccoon was gone. Wow. He, he he broke out of the cage. 
That is <laughs> frightening. Yeah. Did you I ever can't. find it like ever again? No. It, it, my dad told me it was a, a huge raccoon. So that is frightening. I cannot do raccoons. When we moved into our first house, there was either a raccoon or a possum outside our door, <laughs> and we have this giant glass door to go into the backyard. And I was trying to get water, and it was like eleven thirty, and I just saw it running in circles in our backyard. You should have kept it. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 My, my uh, great grandfather, he had a pet raccoon. He named Chi Chi. That's frightening. I couldn't do that. Yep. To me, that's like having a bear in your house. Like, those, it, go, those yeah, go hand in hand a, for a me. little bear in your house. Yeah, I couldn't do that. No, those things are evil. Well, now that we know, everyone. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll start this time so I don't forget to include myself. Uh, what we learned from camp. Uh, I learned how to use the soundboards. That we're using for the podcasting. I like I like using this a lot. But I'd say probably by the most valuable thing I learned from this camp was meeting complete strangers and learning how to have full-on conversations on a microphone with them. I think that's a great skill to have when it comes to working is meeting new people and not being very shy about it and being very confident in yourself. Thank you, first Very well said. I agree. Um, one of the biggest things that I learned, uh, at this camp is to, is to really just be patient. Like you just have to, you have to keep putting forth effort for your work, uh, in order for it to, to be the way you want. And it it might not come right away, but if you take time and get the editing done and do everything you need to do, you'll eventually get there. That's a hundred percent true, die. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but the biggest thing I probably learned at this camp is just uh, learning uh, how to talk to people, how to engage in a conversation. And uh, yeah, I learned a lot of stuff like how to record audio, how to edit, even though I didn't really like it that much. And uh, uh, yeah, that's probably my two biggest things. Uh, obviously, meeting new people is fun, too. So that's... That's good. I, I really enjoyed this camp. Yeah, definitely. Especially going on air all the time. That like, not um, being scared of messing up literally while talking live. So it's it's been fun and a learning experience. Well, the first thing I learned was that Pete is afraid of snakes and mayo or may- mayonnaise. Um, uh, but kind of what what Dias says that you if you uh, take. If you uh, take your time on uh, certain subjects, then uh, um, they'll come to be what, what your dream is. Now, Peter, I, you did teach us all this, but is there still something that you learned this uh, week? Yeah, I mean, I learn stuff all the time when I'm working with students. Um, yeah, that's first. The first thing is you don't mess with Gen Zers. They have receipts and they are not afraid to use it. Yes, Jocelyn, I'm looking at you and waving hello. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I respect you for it. As you should. Yeah, see? Uh, no, I mean, for me, I'm really happy to hear how it's been a positive experience for you guys with the camp. Um, I should say, like, I didn't put you guys up to talk about this. This was a topic that you guys came up with on your own. Um so I'm really glad to hear that it's been such a good experience for you. I think for me, it's always how can I evolve the camp so that it's still interesting, 
it's engaging, but most of all fun. Like it's yeah. summertime, you should have fun doing this and everything. And for me, some of the most fun and fond memories I have in my life is doing stuff like this with my friends. So, you know, hearing that everyone here is getting a very similar experience um, just makes me really happy to to hear that and everything. Um, you know, I, I did learn about the fall of Babylon from Henry. You're welcome. It yes. fell. Tripped and fell. Tripped yep. and fall, and that was it. So, you know, um, see, if I, if I planned ahead, I should have gotten like a history textbook and just thrown it on the desk for <laughs> oh him this God. morning. Um, but I think that would have been a total jerk move on my part. And messing with Gen Zers, which again, you don't want to do. Don't do it. No. So, but yeah, I mean, I think that's probably my big thing. You know, I'm going to sit back and reflect and see what we'll do next year for the, uh, for the camp. I'd uh, like to say you also did learn that 70s Elvis is better than 50s Elvis. <laughs> He's never going to admit that. Absolutely not. Pre-Army Elvis <laughs> Absolutely. The far there was superior no Elvis. Si there was no sideburns. What's Elvis without Yo, sideburns? Have you not seen pictures of him in the 50s? He absolutely has sideburns. They're not mutton chops like massive, but right. he's got sideburns. But they're not down to here. Th those are sideburns. Gle Greaser Elvis is just, it's far superior. I'm sorry. Because you know what? Without 50s Elvis, you don't get 70s Elvis. Did you guys watch the Elvis movie? I did 28 I, times. 20, uh, I have not. Well, you're counting, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, um, did you? I, I did not, but I uh, highly recommend you I, watch I it. I heard, I heard like the ending, like he died from drugs, right? Or overdose. Uh, so he was on a lot of painkillers, but he had a heart attack. Oh, in the yeah. Induced by all the drugs yeah. that he was abusing. So when Elvis died, he, he actually did die on the toilet. Um, he, uh, he was abusing a lot of prescription medication. He was really, really overweight. Um, he was exhausted. He too. was, yeah, he was, he was, he was depressed. There was a lot of mental health issues going on. Like, um, there, there's a lot of Elvis historians that go out and say Elvis never recovered when his mother died and, I his, agree with and that. his mother died. When he started basic training for the army. Yeah, so that was like 58, 59. And he was still a young man. He was still, I think, mid-20s at that point. But he was very close to his mother. Um, and then, uh, believe it or not, uh, Elvis actually had a twin. Jesse. And he Jesse birth, yeah. Yeah, passed away. And that was something that haunted him as well, too. So there was a lot of pain and sorrow in, uh, in Elvis's life. And also, too... He never did recover from the divorce with Priscilla. That was really the love of his life. So there's a lot of things just going on and everything um, that caused Elvis to die. Um, but it was a very, very sad situation. And the worst part of all of it was at the end of his life, there was a lot of people who were really taking advantage of him. Everyone, he, There's still people making money. Like his stepbrother says like he uh, committed suicide just to get money off of his name, which is ridiculous yeah i don't think he uh committed suicide i think it was definitely uh an accidental death i mean he was young i think he was 40 46 or was, 47 yeah he was 42 he was 42 yeah so he was a young man man only three years older than me right now which puts things into perspective uh oh yikes that's depressing Jeez. but you do have a point though there would be no 70s elvis without 50s elvis mm -hmm. 
Yep. I mean, it's, uh, I'm sorry, when you get jailhouse rock going, I mean, that's a jam. Yeah. That is a jam. And it's a different type of genre, though, from a 70s to 50s Elvis, I feel like. Well, uh, 50s Elvis was um, early rock and roll, but it was a lot of rhythm and blues. Yeah. Um, Elvis learned to be Elvis by going to African-American church services. On Beale Street, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Elvis was always the first one to admit, like, the real rock and rollers being Fats Domino, Little B. B. Richard, B.B. King with the blues and stuff like that. Um, but as Elvis transitioned and he got older, um, he went very kind of poppy, which there's nothing wrong with that. Pop music is great music, but um, it was a little bit more commercialized, whereas... I mean, that first Elvis record, which is a self-debuted album just called Elvis Presley, that's All Right Mama's that's on that. That's a great song. And that's a great song. Like, there's some incredible stuff on that album. That's why I always go early Elvis. Well, that's not actually his song, though. That's a cover from Big Boy Crudup. It is. It is. And that was the other thing, too. Um, so I'm going to disappoint you, Connor. Um, the Beatles are my favorite band. I actually think the Beatles are better than Elvis. For the sheer fact that they mo they wrote most of their music, whereas Elvis had people writing songs for him that or he was doing covers. Shade. That and in the 70s, he did do a lot of cover songs like Sweet Caroline, uh, like just songs like that that weren't his written by other people and like Bridge Over Troubled Water and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's Neil Diamond and that's Simon and Garfunkel right there, yeah. you know, and not not negating the greatness of those covers. They're great covers, but, you know, Elvis is... Uh, Elvis was of his time. He was a great 50s rock and roll star, and he made rock and roll mainstream. Yes. And for that, I mean, that's why he's the king of rock and roll. I would I would agree with that. And yeah. I'd also like to say he's, without having auto-tune for his time, he had an amazing voice. Oh, man, talk about shade right there, man. Throwing shade at today's musicians with auto-tune there. So I do feel like we are boring uh patrick jocelyn henry and diane yeah, right now should. henry you're you're yawning at the moment we should get back on top yeah elvis is not my thing so not yeah well what are your what are your things like if you're gonna listen to music and everything jocelyn henry who you who are you pulling up on spotify um mother mother Definitely. uh just like Chelsea rap. Dagger. I don't I don't Chelsea listen. Dagger. <laughs> Chelsea Dagger's good, but I just I don't like uh like rock that much, but I do listen to like hip hop and R and B and rap and stuff. That's really my thing. But um yeah, uh, I don't really listen to rock unless it's in the car with my mom and dad. <laughs> Same thing here. Probably R and B, hip hop, uh any like rap, uh sometimes I listen to like different, um, different types of music, like alternative, but it it depends, you know. Yeah, nice uh, selection there, Diane. Yeah, I uh, I actually go uh, folk and roots music, so a lot of like the blues musicians from like the '30s with uh, that Delta Mississippi sound, uh, Robert Johnson, Blind Willie Johnson, Lead Belly. Muddy Waters, it's just, it's it's wonderful music and everything. And I hope at one point in everyone's life you get to go and experience some of that music because it's the foundation for, like, so much of modern music, including hip-hop and R&B and everything. We should uh, get back to our uh, topics of camp now, I feel. Uh, I, what's our favorite part of camp? I'll start with you, Diane. 
my favorite part of camp will probably uh it'd probably be uh hearing yourself like transition from these different uh the different ways you you pr- you produce your uh sound i feel like hearing yourself like as you're recording is one was one of the favorite one of my favorite parts i think my favorite part and it's going to probably be uh, these two's favorite parts maybe, but I don't really care. I like going on air because it was fun, and I just got to talk, and we didn't really have a topic. We just talked, and yeah, that was probably my favorite part. Uh, what about you, Jocelyn? Going on air was definitely fun, but I also like the fact that I got an excuse to talk about fandom for 30 minutes. Um, So that was really fun, but going on air was definitely also really fun because I got to bully Pete. Wow. Um... I think two topics, like, kind of like Jocelyn, uh, going on air and then uh, just talking and just doing, doing uh, all our podcasts, um, especially the uh, NHL one. Yeah, NHL ones were fun. I would have to say going on air was definitely one of my favorite parts, but I think another one of my favorite parts of this camp was just having detailed conversations with uh, other campers here on air and just actually knowing what we're talking about instead of just saying something kind of like the fall of Babylon or didn't have much to back up on that. It fell. It tripped. Yeah, it that tripped. was it. I, but no, the uh, the detailed conversations where we both have passions for a topic we're talking about. That, for instance, like the Elvis home we just had, like, that stuff is fun for me, just having those detailed opposite-sided opinions on stuff. So for me, uh, being bullied by Jocelyn was not my favorite part of camp. Um, because memory. there's, there's an intensity <laughs> to it. Of course. Um, no, actually my favorite part of camp is this right here, because think back to the first day of camp coming in here and talking on the mic for the first time and how it was all <laughs> one word answers, two word answers. There was still, it was scary still talking in front of a mic. And now look at us on the last day of camp. We're all talking, we're all communicating, we're all comfortable and just seeing how you're evolving and becoming more confident with your on-air presence. For me, that is the best part of camp and the most rewarding part of camp is seeing you guys really grown and develop. I could go to all five of you right now and say, head over to WXAV and do an hour-long music show and you guys would have no problem doing that. In fact... (laughs) I think you would knock each other over to get there to see who would get there fast, uh, the fastest. If I did that on the first day of camp, I think there would be a sense of dread of, oh, my God, what is about to happen here? So that's my favorite part of camp. Very sentimental. I'm a very sentimental person. No hate. Okay. Well, you know, I got to make sure sometimes. <laughs> like sometimes like how you deliver, Jocelyn, it's like you don't – I need to question whether or not it's sincere or not. Well, maybe that's just the fun of it. Yeah, or sarcasm. I'm not making fun of it. I just... No, I'm saying that's the fun of it. Oh, that's the fun of it for you. Yeah. Not for me. <laughs> I mean, I listen, Jocelyn, I know it's your world and we're just living in it. <laughs> that being said, like, you got to help us out a little bit here. Sometimes. Help not, us escape. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'll be all good. It'll be all good. Um... I have another question for you guys. So, obviously, as we all know now, we had a lot of fun this year at this five-day camp. 
But would you guys decide to come back for another year of this? I think I'd definitely do it yeah, again. Yeah, again. It was definitely. a good experience. I'd do it again, obviously, because I uh, just talk more. Uh, Pete. Yeah. More and more. Just feel more comfortable behind the mic. You guys gotta be nice to Pete, man. Yeah, we love you, Pete. Sorry, sorry for the. We love you, Pete. He's the reason we're here. So exactly. Um. Yeah, I'll come back, talk more sports. Um. Just uh, get to go on air more, and that would be a fun experience and uh, fun five days. Well, thank you. I'm very glad to hear all of that, and it does touch my heart that you had such a good experience. But most importantly, that you would come back. Um, I don't know what it would do for my self-esteem with all the bullying, you know, but I mean, obviously everyone here is always welcome back and who knows, maybe we can work something out during the school year where if you guys want to come up here and volunteer and get involved and do some stuff, we can make something happen for you all. Volunteer hours. Yeah. If you have volunteer hours, I mean. I have plenty. Yeah, you can, uh, you can come here. I mean, I literally pay two students to listen to new music every week. And then interview bands, minimum wage, man, $5, uh, $5, $5, $15.80 an hour. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. That's not five believe it or not, believe it or not, uh, I think when I got my first job, I was 14, 15. I think minimum wage was $5. Back when water bottles weren't $5. Yeah. I mean, as I was telling you guys yesterday, I vividly remember a gallon of gas being a buck. And my dad remembers it being like a nickel. Whoa. Well, my dad was also born in 1945, oh. so he's got some age on us, you know. That's the re- World War II ended. It is when World War II ended. In fact, job, my Henry. dad was alive for the final two months of FDR being president. So my dad was born in February 45, and uh, FDR died in April. But the crazy story that always blows my mind. So my dad's dad was born in 1902. He lived on a farm, which is at 127th and Ridgeland. That was my grandpa's farm. Um, He was alive for the following major historical events. The sinking of the Titanic, World War I, Al Capone in the Roaring Twenties, the Great Depression, the rise of fascism, World War II, the civil rights movement in the 50s, the creation of radio, TV, and computers. He saw a man go on the moon. He saw uh, the Vietnam War, the Nixon uh, Watergate scandal, and home computers coming out in 1984. And that's when he passed away. It was in 1984. And the Cold War. And the Cold War, yeah. He saw the Cold War, the atomic bombs, uh, the Russian Revolution. Every, like, massive major event of the 20th century my grandfather like lived through that. He no. saw everything did, in our history textbooks. Did yeah, he, he did. did. Did he uh, go to the army at all? Crazy thing. He was too young for World War One, and Ooh. he was too old for World War Two. Yeah, so he, he did not. Yeah, he did not go to uh, to the war because America entered World World War One. He was like 1916, 1917. So I he. Think, no, I think it's when it ended. 1970. No, 1919. It, no, it ended oh, in 1918. Okay. My, my yeah, America was only in World War I about 18 months, two years. But it had started previously. So it first started in 1914, but it was a European conflict. And then it started, uh, America got pulled in through a series of scandals and everything. But yeah, my grandfather was like 14, 15. 
Now, my other grandfather, my mom's dad, he was in World War II. And I can't confirm it because I don't have the family history, but I'm actually pretty sure he might have been in the D-Day invasion. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So, because I know he was in France, but so here's the thing. At some point in your lives, go to your parents, go to your grandparents, record them talking <laughs> about their story, get those family yeah. stories on record because you never know what you're going to get. And it's your family's history. And I'm actually starting to do that with my mom and dad. Um, and I couldn't do that with my grandparents because both of my dad's parents had died before I was born. And then my mom's dad died before I was born too. So I only knew one grandparent, but I never asked her like, grandma, how'd you meet grandpa? You know, like, I don't know that story. Um, so there's a lot of like family history out there that I just don't know. So that's why, while you can talk to your aunts and uncles, talk to your grandparents, talk to your mom and dad, your older siblings, you know, with your phones, just do a voice memo, record them, get those family stories on tape because you never know um, what you're going to hear. But also at the same time, there's going to be a point when they're gone but you still have their voice telling you those great family stories. Don't make this sad, Pete. I'm not trying to make it sad. I'm just I'm being realistic. Being realistic, okay, yeah. Peter. See, that's when you know it's serious when she says Peter. <laughs> Pete is normal. Peter is like, oh, I'm in trouble now. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's a good idea, especially because we know how to talk on microphone now, and we could just like record ourselves talking to our parents and grandparents before they inevitably pass. Okay, Andrew. Yeah, this got that that got dark. Yeah. Yeah, it did get dark. Um, yeah, it definitely got dark. It just a change of mood right there. Oh jeez. It started off talking about your music taste and uh talking about Elvis and everything. And, and now we're like your passing. parents will die eventually. <laughs> You'll be alone. Yeah, wowzer. Yeah, sorry okay. about that. I just, you know, I went on and the start. Started, started I don't off think fun. you're sorry, Peter. What was that? I don't think you're sorry. This is payback. I know this ain't payback. <laughs> As I it move is. my hands in a maniacal manner. Knock it off, Peter. Wow. wow. I'm sorry, Jocelyn. Thank so, you. So Do you know her you. friends make fun of me <laughs> because I told the story on air about my knees both cracking and popping while I bent down and they now call me snap, crackle and pop. I'm sending this episode to them then. I'm telling on you to your cousin. Don't tell my cousin. I love my godparents and I want it to stay that way. Oh, they're your godparents? Yep. Oh, really? So it turns out that one of Connor's best friends is Jocelyn's cousin. And they didn't know that. I know. My yeah. aunt texted me and she's like, guess what? Yeah, I've known your cousin since I was five years old. I've known my cousin since I came out the womb, so. Wow. Oh, wow. There you go. There nice one. Nice one. She, know, she knew him longer. She has more experience with him. Yeah, but he went to school with I him, and school. that's I saw him crazy. five days a week for 10 years. <laughs> I also know that when you guys were younger, my uncle told me this, that you guys said you were going to be wizards when you grew up. I did. <laughs> At my kindergarten graduation, I said I was going to be a wizard. And were you big Harry Potter fans I, at the time? So I was, I'm not actually a Harry Potter fan at all. Okay. But I had just came back from Universal Studios. Oh, mm. yeah. And I was like into like the Harry Potter just because of the rides for a few weeks. Well, I went to Universal 
a few weeks before kindergarten graduation, and they said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I want to be a wizard. Everyone else was like, I want to be a vet. I want to be a cop. I want to be a firefighter. I want to be the president. I want to be a wizard. My God, I mean, told your, me your dreams are way bigger. I, 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 I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I'd rather be a wizard Nothing than a cop. Nothing is impossible if you believe. Yeah, you know, maybe I will be a wizard. Or is, is everyone here like big Harry Potter fans? Uh, I, I used to be a huge uh, Harry Potter fan. Yeah. I still enjoy it. I, what I've heard is that they are thinking about making a series yeah they yeah are. um it's gonna be on max they're gonna do like a very um <laughs> in-depth like truer adaptation where like each book is like a 10 episode multi-hour long event and everything see that kind of scares me because i don't remember every event from the book and i'm just gonna be reminded of all the nonsense that happened because the things yeah. they left out the movie like rereading the books i was like geez what what was going on? Like good ways or bad ways? No, I mean like in both. Cause like at, one thing that didn't put in the movies was one of the ghost birthday parties, and it was like the most depressing thing ever. Cause everyone was dead, and the food sucked, and there's these three real people there, and they're like, "So what do we do?" Um. So I read Harry Potter for the first time ever five years ago. Again, I was bullied by my students in doing it. Um, and it was an interesting, like, experience reading it all. Um, but I can understand why people love it and why that's, like, their thing and everything. I can see it being Henry's thing. I have never touched a Harry Potter book in my life. Never. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, Jocelyn, come on. <laughs> well, on the topic of what I wanted to be when I was growing up, uh... I don't know, and it's a little early for everyone here to kind of decide. Maybe not Diane and uh, yeah, Patrick. You guys are you guys are getting there, but uh, long-term-wise, what do you guys want to do kind of when you get first started off in the world? Like, um, what do you want to get into? Uh, I would like to be the uh, NHL broadcaster for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. It's a goal right there. That is a goal. I possibly want to do something in agriculture, maybe uh, starting a farm or something like that. There you go. That's a good one. Go, Dion. That that's a, that's so a great calming. one. That was a great one. Uh, I think uh, why not dream big and uh, follow the same path as Patrick instead being the announcer for the White Sox. That's always been a big dream of mine. But uh just hope it can come true, and I think through this it could. That's good. Um, I'm... Going down the path of wanting to be a writer. I don't know where, but I want to continue writing. So to go on, or maybe I could be on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> so believe it or not, my dream job is what I'm doing right now. There Whoa. you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You so, go, Pete. Thank you. So you absolutely go for those goals and those dreams because. So you're 100 percent living the dream. 100. percent Oh my God, he is. Yeah, 100 percent living the dream. I uh. Didn't know what I wanted to major in. I found communication by accident, fell in love with it, had a backup degree to be a high school history teacher. And my original plan was I was going to teach for like 10 years, get a master's degree, and then try and run a radio station. And then my mentor got a new job and he was leaving. And I can show you the exact spot where I was where I'm like, I have to go for his job. And my best friend was going for his job too. So we pooled our resources. We met with the uh, administration at the time. We're like, hey, what's happening with WXAB and the Xavierite? They're like, we have no idea. And we said, give it to us, we'll run it. 
And they did, surprisingly. So I was 23 and I became the general manager of a radio station in the third largest media market in the country. Was that best friend, Mr. Creed? It was not Mr. Creed, but Mr. Creed was with me when it was all happening. Uh, Mr. Creed works at a local school here in the Chicagoland area. You may know him as Patrick Creed from Rumble Radio for longtime WXAV listeners and also listeners of The Rockology, who is my co-host for a number of years. Pete, did you guess like gatekeep girl boss your way into this job? No, I uh, I knew what I was doing <laughs> and I convinced them that I could do it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that could have gone wrong very, very, very quickly in my tenure of running it. And it didn't. I handled it and I built that trust up. And then when I graduated, they hired me. So you girl bossed your way into this job then? I did girl boss my way into the job. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, how long have you been, have you been working here? Um, so I started here as a student in 2002. And my first day on air at WXAV was Labor Day 2002. Um, in my current role, I've been in it officially as a full-time staff member. It'll be um, 15 years at the end of July. I was hired uh, July 2008. So, Yeah. Pretty long time with it. In fact, you guys might have just been born when I started working here full time. Is it your birthday month? That's my birthday month, yeah. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday to you. Wait, what's your birthday month? We well, want your birthday. Oh. 2008, I was born in, two, I was born in 2009, so just one year, one year off. So I've been working here longer than you've been alive, Henry. That is correct. That's depressing. Ow. Yeah, a little bit. Or it just means you're old. That's <laughs> Back also, to bullying. That's the case. Yeah. I, what, what do you want for your birthday? I have no idea. <laughs> Money. <laughs> Money. Money is always a good thing. Money is a wonderful thing. Money yeah. makes the world go round. Yeah. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for my plan long term, I just want to go to college, major in business, have a backup and like some sort of journalism or communication, something like that. And then, uh, I don't know, I, like being a disc jockey would just make me happy just playing music because I know a lot about it. Uh, just playing music on the radio during the day, have someone cover at night and just go around local like bars and stuff, just playing gigs with my buddies who also play and just having fun with it. Sounds nice, man. Sounds like a solid plan. Sounds like a solid plan. Well, we should probably start wrapping things up here on this, the final podcast of the 2023 Student Media Summer Camp. Is there any last words everyone would like to say? We should go around. I'd like to say thank you to Pete for his patience and uh, helping with our podcast and dealing with all of us for a week. Definitely. Big thank you to Pete. Yes, I want to I want to thank. I want to thank Pete for all of this, allowing us to be in here, uh, work with all the equipment and stuff, and dealing with Jocelyn. Yeah. <laughs> her friends. Dealing with Jocelyn. Uh, I was going to say this before all of you guys, because my mom told me to say it, and I was thinking it. But thank you, Pete, and uh, thank you for helping all of us and dealing with Jocelyn and, <laughs> and Patrick. I feel like what? we're leaving out Patrick. <laughs> uh, me and Dyer are okay, and so is Connor, but... Uh, Patrick can be a lot sometimes. Oh my god, can be a lot. Um, thank you, Pete. This is the one time you'll you'll hear me say it. I'm just kidding. Um, but thank you for at least we got it out of her. <laughs> for you know everything you've done this past week, 
No, I may bully you, but I appreciate everything you've done. Bullying with love. Exactly. Said with care. Uh, thank you, and I'm glad we have it on tape so I can just play it on a loop and <laughs> There's everything. There's your receipt. That is my receipt. Well, Pete, well, Pete, as of right now, I'm not thanking you to give me Culver's until you take me to Culver's. Um, but, yeah, th- thanks for uh, having us and um, putting us on the radio. Thought it was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah. Well, thank you all. I mean, again, you're far too kind. Um, I had a blast with each and every one of you this week. Uh, it was a ton of fun. And uh, I didn't put up with you guys. I had fun working with you guys. And, uh, you know, you you did an incredible job and you should be proud of everything that you put together. And uh, this was a blast. So thank you all. And uh, you can tune in and hear them uh, on WXAV 88.3 FM, Chicago. See you guys next year. Thank you very much for listening to this WXAV 88.3 FM podcast. Be sure to visit our website, wxav.com, for more information on your escape from ordinary radio.